0: hello and welcome to this week's edition of Polk County Today. Polk County Today is a weekly public affairs program that takes a longer look at subjects of interest in our area. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Polk County Today. And joining us now on the phone, he is the founder and editor-in-chief of LakelandNow.com, Barry Friedman. Barry, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you
0: doing? Doing good. How hey, about you? Barry.
1: Thanks for that blast from the past, Louie Louie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when I was in, like, I think, seventh grade, everybody thought that had some dirty words because we couldn't really hear what they were saying, so everybody used to yeah. there was something nasty yeah, I, and naughty about it. Yeah, uh-huh. I think
0: the FCC even investigated it. And they, they couldn't, <laughs> that's right, that's right. They, they couldn't uh, find anything wrong with it. So Became a huge urban legend. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Nope. That's right. <laughs> So what is going on there? I
1: was was around when it started. Well, you know, um, we we uh, seem to to get a lot of attention at uh, Lakeland now when we write about cool new either restaurants or grocery shopping opportunities. So you know, last week we talked about Aldi coming. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, This past week we had their next their new coming next door neighbor coming to the new Aldi that hasn't even opened yet will be a Fresh Kitchen, which is a health food sort of restaurant that's based in Tampa. It's a small Florida-based chain. Um, They've got these bowls that you pick your base, and then a veggie and a protein and a sauce. Uh, Apparently really popular because people were really excited when we wrote about it. It's going to be
0: hipster heaven.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there you go. Lynn's arch enemy it's gonna be hipsters. At South Southward Avenue at it's Alamo. Uh, so good. It's Let's open early next year. So there are a few uh, also in the chain that are going to be opening before Lakeland. Oh. Uh, apparently, really popular in Tampa um, and St. Pete. And you know, when they when they applied to the city, the city wondered whether they're going to really meet their projections for walk-up customers in, in uh, South Lakeland. And the company president says, "Yeah, Lakeland's ready for it." So, wow. Kind of interesting. Very cool. We got a ton. Uh, of, I think we have of, enough uh, millennials
0: of, uh, here uh, and hipsters. And I, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna go over there well. There you with go. Them. <laughs> oh. I mean, those are hey, we Gen Xers
1: have to eat too. Come on. Yeah.
0: That's why they. <laughs> be, that's why they have riding to his uh,
1: his scooter down yeah. South Florida Avenue to go there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring oh, your he's not even defending himself so i'm not, not i know i know so
1: uh there's not even story a story kind
0: of, oh yeah right
1: right <laughs> another story i thought was kind of interesting from uh from news channel 8 uh, my friend Stacy DeSilva reported this did you see the one about the big fat tip yes yeah yeah that's kind of interesting so uh, you know this is a nonprofit and they reward g- good service with Big tips, and by big I mean a thousand dollars. So really big tips. Yeah, and uh, they gave one to the general manager of Descent Brewing. You know, they're a new craft uh, beer brewer, micro, probably mini micro brewer on Kentucky Avenue. Well, it's it's, it's, a, it's a satellite location. To
0: it's a satellite location. Their main brewery is in Saint, is in uh, Pinellas County. Um, right. And exactly. And this is a satellite location, and they will brew some beers there. Uh, but uh, yeah exactly uh, yeah. It, it's a cool little place it's, it's
1: a nice place i went there uh, a few weeks ago my, my daughter's boyfriend lives right down the street from the one in saint pete and he was really excited that one was coming to lakeland so nice when they came to visit we all went together and had a good time awesome anyway so the general manager of They got one of these $1,000 donations, and the owner of the St. Brewing was so uh, impressed with the organization that he gave them a big um, donation, and they used it to give a tip to an employee at Mr. Fish. Oh. So the uh, employee was named Evie Killinger, and uh, it was really well-timed because she had been praying for help paying for her mother's medical bills. Oh, so oh wow. So all in all, just a really good story, uh, a yeah. good, yeah. good deal of story
0: overall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we don't have enough of those. Mm. <laughs> so whenever there can be one like that, we like it.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and
0: Stacy did a nice job telling yeah. it, so
1: let's see. You already mentioned COVID. I heard that on the news just now. Yeah. We, we had our chart yesterday. Somebody did, you know, this was maybe a, a little bit of a relevant point that, you know, when you look at, at the chart we have, you see this last week's numbers like way, way towering over everything else because we had over 12,000 cases uh, last week, and the previous high was a little over 7,000 the week before. So it did look like a really huge takeoff, and it was, but, you know, as we know, the cases – typically aren't nearly as severe right. with omicron so um you know the hospital they do have more patients they had more patients last week than the week before there were 144 last week let me see if i've got that right i've got my notes here 144 last week 65 the week before and this is based on a one day on 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 tuesdays when the Hospital gives those numbers out, mm-hmm. so people definitely more people in the hospital. Not nearly as bad as it was last summer when they got up to over four hundred. Right, um, you know deaths are still low in Florida, but Polk is one of the places where there have been a few recently. So uh, nothing to to trifle with, but um, but you know there there are some pretty concerning numbers. And again, the, the the chart makes it look maybe worse
0: than it is. Yeah, all time high positivity rate. 33. Yeah, thirty-three
1: point eight. Yeah, the first time it was over thirty percent in Polk County, and, and much of Florida was over thirty. I think the statewide average was thirty-one something. Mm-hmm. It was in our article. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we got
0: that. Pandemic's not over. <laughs> it's not. Not it's over. Not. I still need to be careful. Mm-hmm.
1: So we had an interesting story last week about a fire station. You know, it was on the radio on Monday morning and that after that morning a couple hours later the city commission met and it was a pretty short meeting because the main thing that they were doing was just having the uh transfer from the old commissioners to the new commissioners and it happened to be the same people because right? yeah. four commissioners got reelected, including the mayor um but one of the things they weren't expecting is they had 20 people in the audience from boxwood village um Estates, which is a little bit north of of the mall.
0: Yes, behind the Sam's Club there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They were were concerned about uh, fire safety and response time from the fire department. About 20 residents came, and they were basically wanting an update on city's plans to put a new fire station north of I-4. So the city's been looking for some property north of I-4 to replace the current Fire Station 3. And Fire Station 3 right now is on Florida Avenue at Bella Vista. So what is that? Maybe a mile, less than a mile south of I-4. And it just takes a while to get to to North Lake where there's so much population growth.
0: Right. That's a very heavily um, traveled uh, piece of road from that fire station up to where Foxwood is. Uh, Yeah.
1: A lot of traffic, a lot of of cars, a lot of people. Um, So anyway, the city manager gave an update, and he basically said they're having a hard time finding a big enough piece of property for a fire station because uh, land's gotten expensive, and uh, they can't find a good deal on it. Mm. Um, And uh, he said that they're preparing some alternatives for the commission. They're going to discuss it at the... uh, at their planning retreat, which takes place February 23rd and 24th, um, the people from Foxwood Estate said, "Well, you know, uh, in addition to the fact that, that uh, we want, we we do want you to build this new one north of I-4, we really think you should keep the one at, where it is um, south of I-4 because there's people there who need service too. Yeah. You know, we've got this growing community." A lot of people need fire protection, not just us. Don't sacrifice those people mm-hmm. to, to make things better for us. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the city pays for all the growth. You know, they're proving lots of, um, of, uh, new housing developments, apartments and subdivisions. And, but they have to, to uh, pay for the services as well. So this will be a pretty interesting issue this coming year to see what they do. Um, you know, there's a similar issue in the south part of town. Uh, just the week, the meeting before, a bunch of people from Caroline Lakes came concerned about uh, a lot of the housing being the, being approved near the airport, south of the airport, because, again, they say they just don't know how they're going to be able to protect everybody with uh, Fire Station 7, which that's the one that's on
0: the north end of the airport. So, yeah. anyway... Uh, well, and, those are, and we're happened. talking about the City of Lakeland Fire Department, but seeing... And- in my mind, I'm thinking, I know there's at least one fire station that's uh, closer to Foxwood than the one that, that would service them, but it's a Polk County uh, fire rescue right. station. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't uh, respond to that. But in, in case of uh, you know an emergency, why wouldn't the county respond? Mm-hmm.
1: They do have some interlocal agreements where uh, – because that's or, much
0: closer. I, I mean, they could probably be there in half the time uh, as the the, the station uh, down down by v- Bella Vista. It's so the it's the new one that they built on Kathleen Road. Mm-hmm. They could just that's fly, right. they could just fly down Kathleen and, and get on get Galloway, and then you're almost at the back of Foxwood. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know.
1: Good question. That didn't that did not come up at the the meeting, and and uh, I knew that I know there is a. Uh, interlocal agreement between the county and the city for fire, so I'm not sure exactly when that comes into play. Hmm. If it's who gets there first or who's available, I'm I'm really not sure how that works.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so...
1: Just a thought. uh, Stuff to watch out for.
0: There you go. Um, All right, Barry. Well, uh, appreciate you uh, checking in with us today and uh, updating us on what's happening in Lakeland, and and I'm sure that uh, you will keep us informed on your website, lakelandnow.com.
1: Exactly. We've got something coming up about affordable housing. I haven't edited it yet, so I don't know what it says, but look out for that one.
0: All right. Thank you, Barry Friedman, editor and founder of LakelandNow.com. Go to that website and sign up for the newsletter and get alerts in your inbox about what's happening. Thanks, Bear. See you next week. Hello, and here's what's happening around Central Florida. Step back in time to experience a living portrayal of how people lived when you attend the 51st Alify River Rendezvous, the Southeast's largest pre-1840 living history encampment. It's January 21st and 22nd from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day at 1000 Old Fort Meade Road in Homeland. The event, sponsored by Florida Frontiersmen Incorporated, is spread over 25 acres, including over 1,000 people in period clothing and hundreds of historically correct dwellings. You'll get to enjoy a program of music and games, see artisans demonstrating crafts, flint snapping, broom making, pottery, blacksmithing, soap making, weaving, and more. Vendors for food and primitive merchandise are available for sale. This annual event helps provide scholarships to local high school students as well as other educational and learning opportunities for the public. Don't miss the 51st Alify River Rendezvous, January 21st and 22nd in Homeland. And that's what's happening around Central Florida. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us now on the program from Fort Southern College, it is uh, Dr. Bruce Anderson. Dr. Bruce, good morning. Good
2: morning, everybody. Uh,
0: how are it's, things with you?
2: Uh, it's a Wednesday morning. I don't know how to act.
0: Well. <laughs> you know, it's been like
2: a year and a half. I was on Thursday morning and then my class schedule changed.
0: Yeah, well. Yeah, we're flexible. We're flexible that way. I'm a
2: different person
0: on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, the 2022 uh, Florida legislative session kicked off yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the the only thing that they have to do during the legislative session is pass a budget. Yes. Uh, But there's also redistricting. And uh, are there any other... uh, pieces of legislation that you've noticed uh, that uh, interest you? That well, make- there's
2: the 15-day the rule on abortions that uh, is backed by Kelly Stargell, who is mm. here from Polk County. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of other items week. like that. 15 weeks. Sorry. Yeah. A 15-week, it, it, it mirrors a lot of what other red states are doing. Um I don't know that it will pass, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, this kind of legislation has been before the legislature for the last 20 years and mm. has never been able to make it out of committee. Yeah. Uh, it's never been brought to a floor vote, so we'll see. Um, Senator Stargell, of course, is a, is a veteran, and she's, this, is, this is her last hurrah in right. the Senate. And, um, and, and what she does after this, I don't know. But, um, but she has tremendous power within that body and within the, uh, the, the legislature generally. And with her taking a very public position on all of this, it, it may stand a chance to get to the floor. Um, but as you point out, the, the critical thing here is the budget.
0: Is she, I think she's and the chair of the budget committee. She is right? in the Senate, yes. Right.
2: And, of course, that, that does have uh, a, a, good be, a good deal of power and a good deal of weight behind it in, in passing an eventual budget. But the budget actually lives in the House. Uh, it is sent down by the governor. The House, uh, the House Budget Committee deals with this. Seth McKeel, uh, who used to serve in the House, of course, was a, a budget, a sort of a budget maven, right. and, uh, and and a wonderful, wonderful compromiser, and kind of getting people to agree on things and all that sort of thing. In a tough time this was during Scott's first term, and Scott had decided that he'd just line item things that he didn't like without telling anybody ahead of time what it was he didn't like. And McKeel was able to, uh, to manipulate circumstances where that was much more difficult. Mm. Um, we, we have to hope that the budget process goes forward smoothly and that they handle it well. Unfortunately, in Florida, the history of the last 50 years tells us we have that one budget that McKeel managed to get through, and then we have everything else. And it does usually turn into a nightmare, and we're usually into it, at least an education session during the summer where we have to deal with education budgets. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, the, the governor's budget, you know, from what anybody can see from the kind of the initial outlines and things like that, looks to be a pretty reasonable uh, document, all mm-hmm. in all. Um, obviously everybody's got their wants and I'd like to see money more go to the more money go to the park services and to the state parks and things, and other people would like to see more to go to, you know, cleanup efforts for mosaic and all this kind of thing. Um, we'll see. You know, it's a it's a compromising, you know, discussing, arguing, debating kind of a process and a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I guess to to his credit, the governor hasn't totally ignored environmental issues. Not at all. Um, uh, while, while he's been uh, in office.
2: No, not at all. And, you know, this is one area where DeSantis really deserves serious credit. And mm. that is for for backing those environmental issues, even though he's going against the grain. Yeah. With some of his, uh, you know, his business lobby you know, backers and things like that. He said, no, you know, this is, this is the right thing to do, and, and, and we're going to pursue those things. So uh, respect. Uh, hopefully we'll see that reflected in the money that comes down to cleanups and, you know, beach maintenance and all those kinds of things. And I, I think we will. Uh, you know, his history is good in this area, at least as far as my point
0: of view is concerned. Did you ever wonder uh, what government, how government would operate if there were no lobbyists?
2: <laughs> i've i've actually you know i i i don't think that would be a good thing no no and 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 let me tell you why um what lobbies are are organized interests you know if uh, if lisa were to call up the governor's office and say governor here's what i think about this and that um yeah she might get a hearing i mean she'll get a hearing from an intern or from somebody working in the office there they'll write things down you know because that's what we do and and pass it along somewhere. But if you come in as the head of the Grocers Association of the state of Florida, they're gonna listen to you. And that means that those interests are represented. And all interests should be represented before the legislature and before the governor and before the agencies and boards and everything else. And it's people organizing together to get that done. Now, some of those interests are interests that are antithetical to your interests, Correct. right? And keep this in mind that, you know, that's when we start talking about those horrible special interests mm. is when they're working against our interests, right? But they are working for someone's interests out there. Very rarely do you find, you know, a, you know, a one-person lobbying operation is trying to get one variance for themselves. They're usually working for a group.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, The good news in Florida is that we have uh, enough—the legislature gets enough help up there from, you know, the Legislative Law Library and all these other resources that they have that they don't have to rely on lobbyists to write their bills. In Nebraska, they do because they don't have that kind of support. hmm. And so— um having spent some time in that legislature i can tell you if you want to see the horror show go to nebraska because they <laughs> literally lobby in the lobby they will grab people by the collar and say bill i got to talk to you about something and drag them off into a corner it's this this kind of tammany hall kind of an
0: operation oh,
2: and they carry bills that are handed to them without ever reading them and stuff like this it's it's man it's scary we don't do that here
0: yeah if you don't know anything about uh political history uh, Tammany Hall. Look it up. Yeah, Google that. It's two M's. I think. Yes. Uh, named after a, a man, right? Yes, that's mm. right. Yeah.
2: Represented a good, by a, a by a man. By, by 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 a by a tiger that has just bitten into something. Mm. It was really quite awful.
0: <laughs> uh, so so, so I, anyway, yeah. I'm looking
2: forward to the session. What about you?
0: Well, I mean, it happens. when the
2: legislature is in session no one is safe well you know no these are this is us this is what we forget Mm. this is us that's up there we're the ones who voted for
0: them and sent them there to do this correct so exactly
2: and Um, i think that's you know it's a good process
0: mm. now yeah and, and it's it's not the same way that it's done in other states right
2: no. Um, for one thing, we have a, a limited session, right? right? And the limit on the session is such that they really are, you know, they, they have to sprint to get this done. And That's why the there's a lot of talk
0: and a lot of uh, stories come out before this even starts about this proposal is coming and this proposal is mm-hmm. coming, all of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they, they pre-file. And they, when, when they do drop into the box, they drop the, the bills and so on and so forth, that's when it becomes official. But there's lots of foreshadowing. There are lots of committee meetings and things like that that take place long before the session starts. And you have orientation and things like that for new, leader, for, for, for new uh, uh, representatives and senators and so on and so forth. And all that takes place before the session starts. So mm. they, are, they are not in session, but they are doing business, I think, is the way to think about it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so a lot of it has to be done ahead of time or you won't get it done during the session. Um, even having having done that, we still need a special session almost every time, and a special session will probably be called this summer my my bet is for education funding and so
0: on now we we had one this year we
2: did we have we actually had two we had a short one at the beginning of last summer and then another short one that the governor called in dealing with some issues that he wanted to put in front of the legislature. Mm. Uh, the governor can call the legislature back into the session in Florida. My understanding is that the legislature cannot call itself back into, into being. In, in a lot of states, they can. In, okay. a lot of state, in Illinois, for example, they won the right for the legislature to call itself back into a session so that they could, um, they could take action on, on gubernatorial um, initiatives and things like that, uh, things usually that they wanted to prevent. In, in Illinois, because the governor is almost always a Democrat and the legislature, mm. is very often dominated by Republicans.
0: Yeah. Well, lots I of mean, stuff on
2: the agenda, man.
0: No weird political stuff going on in Illinois, though, right? No, no. Oh, <laughs> never. Nor, nor here.
2: Nor Florida, Ever. <laughs> In any event, we have That's... other legislative nonsense going on up in D.C. Mm. Um, Biden is now making a very forceful argument for changing the filibuster rule. Mm-hmm. And as a long-term senator, you know, that, that comes from a you know a place in his heart. I think he defended the filibuster for a really long time. Here's the problem. If Biden doesn't get them to change it, the Republicans almost certainly will change it the minute they get into office, which they yeah. will in 2022. Don't fool yourself. All these protestations about the sanctity of the filibuster are going to evaporate overnight once the ball is in the other court. So they may as well change it now.
0: But there are people on uh, on uh, Biden's side, though, that don't want to change it as yeah, well.
2: Joe Manchin. And, and you know, it, it it only stands a very slender chance of actually being changed. Mm. But I can almost certainly guarantee you that the hypocrisy of the people that are protesting this will become very, very clear in 2022. I mean, I'm sorry, but there it is. It's a strategic move, and it's part of the game, and the Republicans are not
0: going to ignore that
2: advantage. And there you go.
0: Uh, let's take a call. Good morning. You're live on me. Who's this? James from Auburndale. Hey, James. Hey, James.
1: Uh, Dr. Bruce, uh, you know that graph that they always show with the uh, the media shows half of America is red and half of America is blue when they're trying to, uh, when they're voting, they see 50, 49, or something like that. and mm-hmm. then and I was just wondering, would there ever be a day when uh, the time when you would see an all-conservative Democratic Party and an all-conservative Republican Party running our country? The reason I'm saying that is this: everyone was in agreement, people would see America working instead of arguing. And I'll hang
0: up and listen to your response. Thanks, James.
2: Well, if everybody was in agreement, we wouldn't be Americans. Americans love to debate. Americans love to argue. They love to disagree with each other. I think even if you felt the way that your interlocutor felt, you would probably argue with them anyway. That's the nature of, you know, a little d democracy And I think it's healthy. I really do because that's how we get to good policy is uh, opposing views, differing alternatives, proposing different solutions to the same problem. And you know the people that eventually win are going to win because they have more votes or they're able to persuade more people or whatever, and that's kind of how it works. It is not fast. It is not efficient, and it doesn't always work, but that's how we do it here.
0: Well, I I would like to see –
2: I like to see that disagreement. I really do.
0: Yeah, I I would like to see it even go further, uh, be more like uh, the British Parliament or Japanese – uh, no. Government where mm. they, you really? know, it, it'll end up in fisticuffs. Really? No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no see, I, missed... I want to no, see. I want to see that. It's not the
2: British Parliament. It's the Taiwanese Parliament. The Taiwanese Parliament. <laughs> oh, no, is they... where no, they throw ashtrays oh, at each oh, other. Oh yeah, they they yeah. will they will hurt
0: each I other miss in Taiwan. Civil it's, it's debate. Down to ritual.
1: I miss um, civil but,
2: debates. That's what I miss. I like I to do see too. it devolve into a with scrum. With people too. Yeah, I mean, uh, calling people names and things like <sighs> that used to be forbidden in both houses, particularly in the Senate. And yet, you know. Yeah, we're seeing more, but that's a, that's a degrading of the public, you know, the integrity of public discussion everywhere. It's not, yep, you know, it's not just in the House and Senate. It. It's in, you know, your favorite cafe, and you know, on television. No. You know, there's not else. much you
0: can't solve with a scrap, though.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> but hitting somebody upside the head with a hammer is no way to solve an argument. It solves it, I guess. It
0: does in a permanent kind of way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I win. Have a great week, you guys. Dr. Bruce, thank you very much. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. I woke up this morning (laughs) to uh, sad news.
2: Kids, Hmm. I'm going to tell you an incredible story. The story of how I met your mother. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Bob (laughs) Sankit. Thank you. And a special welcome to our special one-hour special. This is a salute to boneheads. Thank you. One guy. How do you know if you're a bonehead, you might ask? Well, you're watching this show, aren't you? Everybody wishes they could change something about themselves. Heck, when I was a kid, I wished I could have been more like that guy on The Incredible Hulk.
0: You want to be a big green monster with muscles?
2: No, not him, the other guy, the guy that turned into the Hulk. I never got to sleep over at my friend's house. Does anybody get to do that? You slept over my friends' houses? I never got to. I said, Mom, why not? She said, Bob, you have no friends and you have no life and I'm not your mother, okay?
0: Don't applaud that. You're scum, buddy. You really are.
2: (laughs) Bob Saget, huh?
0: Yeah, Bob Saget. Oh. Yeah. Found dead in a hotel room in Orlando yesterday. Yeah, I got the alert on my phone last night. No word on the cause of death. Police say there there were no signs of foul play or drug use. Uh, He was 65 years old. He was in the middle of a stand-up tour. He had just... Uh, did a show Saturday night in Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. I guess he tweeted something after the show, said, you know, loves doing it, yeah. glad to still be going, said, love tonight's show, appreciative audience, I had no idea, I did a two-hour set tonight, I'm happily addicted again to this bleep, um, and then check bobsaget.com for my dates in 2022. At least he went out mm. doing what he loved. Mm. Yeah. You know? Man. He was happy. Uh, His body discovered sometime before uh, 4 p.m. by hotel security. Yeah. And then, of course, all of his uh, people that he worked with uh, reacting, paying tribute. And the uh, consensus is he was a great guy. Yeah, I've heard that. He was a nice guy. He was Mm -hmm. um, generous. He was just... mm. Yeah, he did a lot of charity work. Yeah. John Stamos says, I'm broken. Yeah. Mary Kent and Ashley Olson said, Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man. The other Cameron kid, Cam, this, uh, Cameron Burray, said, I don't know what to say. I have no words. Dave yeah. Coulier said, mm-hmm. My heart is broken. Anyway, you yeah. know. Really bummed out now. <laughs> bummed out. Uh with bad news to wake up to. Um, yeah. RIP Bob Saget. Yeah. Friend of the main yeah. show, Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, on today's show, uh, in honor of him, I'll replay our conversation that we had with him. It was uh, in late 2020. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Going to put that out there. Well, I really hope nothing comes out that that Neg- shines a bad light on it's and about all it. of that. Because well, what would? I mean, he was sixty-five. Well, I mean, like I that's know, still they... young, though. Yeah, that's still but very young. F- you you hear about men in their sixties dying all the time, though. You do, you do. Yeah. But I, I was glad to hear that there wasn't any sign of like drugs or because we hear that too often. Mm. We hear that way too often with with celebrities and hotels. We hear that way too often. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess they'll do an autopsy to find out mm. the cause of death. Well, they usually do but, uh, find out what happened. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next week for Polk County Today.